even like when I first started training, I sparred with this kid. He was a freaking monster. Like he beat my ass, man. That was the first time I ever been broken and the last time I ever been broken. Like I literally like went to the edge of the fucking mat and I just sat down. I was like just fighting back tears. I was like, fuck. He just whooped me. Like I felt helpless, you yeah. know. Like it was, and it was a horrible feeling, you know. But like ever since that moment on, like I haven't ever let anybody break me. Like not even in a fight, like. Like we've like I've been like hit, I've been hurt, I've been rocked, I've been like I'm not like you're not gonna break me, you know. So that go and get it, with no hesitation. What is up everyone? We are back with another episode of Elevated K9 Podcast with my co-host Roel Guerra. And today we got the future world champion of the UFC, Mr. Jalen Turner. Tarantula, what's good, brother? Not much. How's it going? Everything good? Everything's great. You know? Finally, man. Finally, <laughs> no, we, it took fi- a long time. Finally, we get to get you in here, man. Talk dogs and uh, <laughs> talk other stuff. We'll see what we get into. Yeah, yeah. So uh, first, man, first of all, you know, I before we get into like the fighting and the dogs and all that stuff, uh, just, you know, tell me a little bit about like, you know, where you where you grew up, how it all started for you and all that. Dang, life-wise, training-wise, dog-wise. Uh, let's, let's, let's go with uh, life-wise. Like, what was, like, your, your upbringing like? Um, man, I, I grew up in Fontana for the most part. Um, mom moved there from, from Los Angeles when I was, like, I was, like, two years old. So I lived there with her and my, and my dad. Her and my dad got split up, uh, bounced around Fontana for a little bit, uh, moved to San Bernardino. It was just back and forth between Fontana and San Bernardino, but I kept going to school in Fontana. So when people ask me, where are you from? Or whatever, yeah. I, say, I just say Fontana because I graduated school there. Um, I bring was cool, you know. Um, dad was in out of the picture. Um, he ended up finally, like, completely, like, like dipping out on us. And, yeah, you know, that and, was it. And at, at what age uh, did you start getting into, like, the, the, the fighting stuff? And, or, or actually before that, like, what hobbies were you into like uh, before, you know, getting into the fighting stuff. Yeah, because you do a little bit of everything. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> so uh, I I was big in animals when I was a kid. Like I watched Steve Irwin, Jeff Corrin, like yeah. those are my dudes, you know. So I always watched them like religiously, like from like seven years old, you know. And then uh, that was like my first passion, like animals. Like I loved animals, spiders, bugs, reptiles. Like, was like the reptiles, yeah, like really? everything, yeah. And you know, I was I was just big into that. And then uh, we had a dog. Our dog name was Max. He was a pit. I, they say it was a pit mix. Uh-huh. But like I, I didn't know that. I don't know if he was a pit mix or not. They claimed he was, but that, like he was a badass. He was dog. real. He was yeah. a real one. He was a dope dog. All black dog. I'll never forget him. He was my best friend. Like we were like, you know, kicking how, in the how old were you? I was like like seven, eight. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, we were like kicking in the backyard. So here's a crazy story about this dog. Um, I was in the backyard one night. Actually, dang, fast forward, rewind it. Okay, couple a couple of days earlier in the, in the week. Um, I was riding my big wheel and it was like some like stray dog. I don't know if it was my neighbor's dog, but it was like, like a, like a golden retriever mix or something. Like it like, like bit the back of my ankles. Like it was like chasing me. And like, I was like freaking out. Like I, like I screamed, like call my mom, whatever. And then like, she like just like shoot the dog away. And, uh, you know, I was like, whatever. Like I, I was a kid crying. I just go inside. And uh, a couple of nights later, I'm playing with my dog Max in the backyard and he like runs to the side of the gate and like, he's like, like going crazy. And I was like, Oh shoot, what's going on? You know? 
and like uh, it was like a like a wood gate and like it had like a little hole so yeah. the dog the other dog on the other side bit uh bit him on on the nose oh dang so i run inside and tell my dad <laughs> and then my dad lets him out and I'm, I'm like i'm almost sure i don't remember for sure it was pretty dark but i'm pretty sure it was the same dog that had like 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 bit yeah. my ankles earlier earlier that week your dad went and let him out yep <laughs> he went and let nah. him out yeah. and uh how did that end it, it was it was pretty crazy. It was, yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. Dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I got that dog got tore up. It was crazy. You know, seeing that at a young age, it was just like crazy. Like it was wild. But um, yeah, like I like got really connected with that dog just for you know just for that you know yeah. like, it was it was pretty wild. You felt like he backed you up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know exactly. Revenge, vindication. <laughs> I got you, dog. I got you. Bro. <laughs> that's messed up. Oh man, so then uh, so you got your your. First dog Max, and then uh, what? What happened with him? Like he just he passed away old age, or what? Nah, he ended up. Um, he got out one day. Like it was like really windy, like Fontana super windy. So yeah. the side gate like, flew open, and he was gone. Like, like we don't know what happened to him. And like, oh man, our parents think like they call it animal controlling him or something. Because like, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah. a pretty vicious looking dog. If he's out know. there. Fucking up golden retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called animal control on him. Dang. Yeah. yeah, he was he was he was a gangster though. Yeah, like, like, I, they like told me stories dog. about like like stuff he did when they lived in LA. Like I was like, oh shoot, like, like he got down like that. Dang. Like, yeah. That's right. that's crazy. So uh so after Max, then you uh you know what you get into you get another dog or you get into fighting, you get into what what do you get into so, after that? Um after that, you know, fast forward, like I started skate I started skateboarding around then. Like uh once I turned like like ten, I think I got my first like skateboard. Got it. So started doing that a little bit, like adventuring. Uh just kinda fell off of that. And then like fast forward later, like I get like really like deep into skateboarding, like in my preteens, teens. And uh, like that I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna skateboard for my life. Like I like I wanna be a professional skateboarder, you know. So I put Everything into that, and were you into like street or vert? Street, yeah, all street, it. yeah. But I slowly realized, you know, like I hate heights, so you know, I knew it was gonna work out. Oh, so you weren't down like hit rails and all that stuff? Nah, bro. I, I try them. Like I do like Stairs, smaller rails, smaller. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do like smaller sets, but like, like big, big, like like fourteen, fifteen. I was like, no, yeah, there's no way. I like, bro, I remember Fontana has like a huge skate park, right? Yeah, like, or, like, or they did because I remember I'm from Carson, so like uh, I remember once. Uh, we were hanging out with the, this old skater dude. He was probably like 45 or something, bro. And we and we were all youngsters. He would always have like a little crew of like youngsters that would all go to his house and like we all go skate. And he was like that old dude that just like, you know, that's all he did. Hung out with youngsters. And I remember we drove from Carson to Fontana, bro. And we were up here to like 11, 12 at night. My parents didn't know where we were at. And I had like my little cousin with me. And we got back with this bro. Fontana from Carson is far, and uh, and they were like, "Where were you?" Like they were already calling the cops and shit. But anyways, yeah, that's all I remember. That's all I remember of Fontana when I was a kid. But uh, cool, man. And then you get into skateboarding. Did you get sponsored? Yeah, there was like a little local skate shop I got sponsored by, but nothing ever like really big. Got it. Did you do any like local competitions? Or yeah, like yeah. So I did. I did a couple of competitions. They had like some competition at uh, uh, North Montana Skate Park. Got it. I won a couple of times. Oh, like, that's oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then you get into you get into fighting. Yeah, man. So fighting. Um, high school. Um, my mom's like forced me to do like all these sports. She made me do track because my sister was like super good at track. I hated track. I was a terrible runner. <laughs> and then uh, um, I tried out for, I think it was football or basketball, one or the other, but I ended up breaking my hand and tried out for wrestling my sophomore year, breaking my finger right before the season started. Dang. Yeah. But that was like, that's what got me in MMA was like 
doing wrestling, being in that wrestling room, you know, going through the tryouts, um, man, like just going through the hell week. Like it was, it was intense, you know, it was a lot, but I loved it. You know, I was like, I felt like I was a natural at it. You know, um, I'm pretty sure I would have been on varsity. I was like 5'10", like 135 pounds. Like they were, they're going to put me in, you know? So, um, yeah, I ended up breaking my finger. Uh, I shot in on my teammate. My finger got caught on his shoelaces and he like, like went to take my back and my finger pops out and it was crazy. Dang. That was that. That was that. And then they cut the program the next year. So Dang. I'm wrestling. So then you, uh, you get it. What, what was the first discipline you got into wrestling? Uh, oh, and, and so after that, even so away from school, you, you were still just wrestling. No. So away from school, um, I, I really like the pursuit of wrestling stopped the pursuit of MMA kind of like, like went to a halt at that point. And then like, Fast forward to my senior year, um, me and my friends, we started, like, doing, like, backyard boxing, you know, like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, messing around. Like, you were watching Kimbo, Kimbo Slice? Slice? Yeah. <laughs> like, so we all just started messing around, like, in the backyard, like, at parks and just, like, sparring with, like, like all the homies, like, whoever went to spar with spar. So I started, like, sparring with dudes, like, older dudes, too, like, and I was like, I was like, man, like, I could take you. So, like, yeah. we, like we were going, like, like, I was hanging with some of these dudes, and I was like, oh, shit. And then I had a boy, um, he did boxing and Muay Thai. Got it. And I was like, man, if I do get against this dude, like, I, I might have a chance to do this, you know? So we spar, we go at it. Um, you know, I, I I give him a good run. I think I I think I won. Like, everybody says, <laughs> everybody says it was a tie. You know? like, I think I got him. So we do that. And, uh, yeah, man, I started taking it serious, you know? I started uh, training in my backyard, watching videos, watching YouTube clips. Like, I used the couch as a hunting bag, you know? <laughs> Um, I hung a jump rope like we like use it as like a little like double M bag. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember that type of stuff, man. Like right now you're mentioning it, like you know when you don't really have it and you're just trying to figure out what you could use to like mimic whatever they you see on TV or whatever. Exactly. And I heard somewhere that or you know that you were like a big like uh, Anderson Silva fan, right? Like yeah. that's who you looked up to. Yeah. So like uh, I watched like a bunch of his like instructional videos, like his really? how tos. Yeah. Him, uh, Quan Kicker, and Shane Faison. Like I was like. Like religiously watching them on YouTube, you know, but I I just love Silva's style, his poise, like you know how he could just pick people apart and just make it look so effortless, you yep. know. I just love that. Like he just looked like he was like like levels above yeah. everybody. A hundred percent. Just Dang. flow. He just flows naturally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah his, man, his Anderson. Vision. Yeah, I think everybody was like Anderson Silva. Yep. Like, you know, when when we were like that age, it was yep. like, dang, um, that's cool, man. Well. What about, uh, you know, so right now when you're talking about, uh, you know, when you were in school or like you got into wrestling, you like the process of that. What is it that you enjoy the most of like, uh, you know, of getting to competition? Is it like the is it the process or is it the actual like right now that, you you know, obviously you've been in big, bigger fights now. Uh, the last one, I think, was a pay-per-view event. Right. So what's the is it like the process of getting there or is it like the main thing, the main entrance? And uh Oh man, that's that's a good one. Honestly, like in the beginning, it was mainly about like like the entrance being in there, like like showcasing everything, like getting to execute. But now, like now that I've done it so long, it's like I'm enjoying the journey more. You know, I'm just enjoying like you know watching myself adapt and grow, and like getting hungrier to get better. You know, instead of just like you know, because like even at this stage in my career, you know, I'm just like I know what I'm gonna bring to the table. I know what I'm gonna do. Like everything I'm doing now is just things I have to show to the world, you know, right. I already know it. Like, so like along this way, like I've been enjoying working on it and getting better at it, you know, just right. that journey of that grind, just growing. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you like, uh, 
did you visualize this? Like, did you see this before it happened? Like years before it happened? Man, when I had that punching bag of the couch, I visualized all of it. <laughs> really? yeah. And let me ask you this: uh, that feel like that first, like how was that first uh, big event that you walked into the big stage and you know you see all the lights and everything? Is that like was it? Did it live up to what you, you know, what you felt it was gonna live up to, or was it kind of like oh, it's, it was cool, but you know. The first, the first time, yeah, it was, it was intense. You know, it was actually probably like more intense than I anticipated, but you know, like you just, just like live up to the occasion. Like by that time, like by that point, it's just like, you know, I got, just got to go in there and do what I got to do. And once you're in the, once you're in the cage, everything is just, it's just focused on the fight. Nothing else matters. Yeah, exactly. Like everything gets toned out at that point. Like, yeah. and it's funny. Cause like, like no matter how much you visualize, you manifest, like, like there's always like little tweaks that are like hard to like pinpoint when you get there, you know, it's just like, you can never like reenact that intensity of being in there, you know, with another human being, you know, ready right. to fight. Like it's crazy. So is it like a, well, Royal's done a little bit of fighting too. Royal, yeah. I had a couple of fights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, the, so is it like the, just the adrenaline of like, you know, leading up to it or what is it's, it? It's like, it's the, the whole aura, the energy, you know, just watching, you know, it's like, you don't really know. It's like just you're just going into the unknown. You know, you try to like make it as predictable as possible in your mind, but you just never know until you get there. You know, so that's that's what it really is. You know, like like my last fight, I would have never predicted a 45 second finish of this. Right. Guy, you know, I expected like you know a whole war the first round or a filling out process the first round, and then you know like you never thought you were gonna finish him like that. No, got it. Like <laughs> I didn't. Cause like, not because like <laughs> no, nah, but like I seen like a video of a, I think the uh, Rogan just posted like a a video of Conor McGregor like. In in the dressing room, literally like reenacting, and that's exactly how he knocked dude out. So yeah, like like when you put it that way, yes, like like the finishing sequence, I I like I trained that literally like the day before in the locker room, but like in the time frame that it happened, didn't it didn't it. anticipate. I mean, that. you you can watch your opponents fight fight videos as much as you want, but unless you see what they're actually doing in camp. You have no idea what's going to happen once you get in that ring. The person that's going to show up to, yeah. the, to the ring. You, he could be, he, he could be, you know, an orthodox fighter for his entire career, and then you get in the ring, all of a sudden he's southpaw. You have no idea, and it's it's weird, you know. Like, you 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 can kind of you kind of have an idea what your opponent's like and what he's going to do, and you prepare for that. But like Jalen was saying, once you're in there, it, it's the unknown. You have no idea what his mental state is. You don't know if he's going to do what you think he's going to do or not, and you prepare the best you can. Um, but at the same time, you got to be ready for something that you might have not seen before. Exactly. And I'm sure it was the same way for your opponent. I don't think he thought he was going to get tapped yeah, out in 45 homie, seconds. Homie got rocked, I man. got up, grabbed some chicken wings, sat down, <laughs> and the fight was, was over. I was, was like, God damn, Jay, come on, hey. dog. I didn't even get to see it. Hey, you know what, though, man? It's, it's like a different, uh, and, it, and it's happened because I, I ha I've had friends who were like professional boxers. and all, Bro, it's a different feeling when you know the person that's in there. You're like, oh, yeah. oh shit. Like, <laughs> hey, and I was like, 40, like, hey, bro, it's like a complete different feeling than like, you know, when you're just a, like, a, you know, you just look up to somebody, but like when you know the person, you're like, oh, shit. Like, that was dope. Yeah, it makes like, it way yeah, more you know, I'm, I'm gonna be hanging out with homie in a couple of weeks. He's gonna be on the podcast. That's my boy. Jay. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody's posting. I see on Instagram. My boy Jalen, my boy. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to man. my my guy. That's funny, they never bro. met you in person, but you're the boy. You know, know. It's, it's so funny, man. Yeah, like, man, that's crazy. It's part of the game. Yeah, man. Do you uh so uh switching you know switching you know uh you know directions or whatever. So you got into like the the working dog scene. I know you like you got them pit bulls over there. You got one bully 
It's, it's like a bully pit bull. He's, then a, you gotta, he's a bully, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, and we can we can come back to the fighting stuff because I know we got a lot of fighting people, you know, listening. But uh, what, what's up, man? T- talk to us about your the dog stuff, man. You uh, you know, what are you into? Like, I know you got your own style that, you know, that you like. You probably, you know, you see like sport work. Actually, I, I do want to talk a little bit about that because you see sport. Do you see it as like a hey, that's not like that's not the real deal type of type of thing or nah, or uh, or like way. or you know like, talk to us a little bit about what you're into, bro. Man, honestly, dude, like I'm just I'm just trying, I'm still trying to figure that out, you know. Like I'm just going along the process, like seeing which route I want to take with my with my own dog, you know. Got like, it. like I've been in the pursuit of a dog like this for for years. You what's know? his What's his name again? Flair. Flair. Got Flair. it. Flair. Yeah, so, you know, like, I finally got the dog that I wanted. Now I'm just trying to figure out, like, which outlet, which avenue I want to do. Like, like yeah, like if, if I put him into a sport, you know, go trial him, whatever, like, I still expect him to be, like, my personal protection dog, you know? 100%. So I'm not saying, like, I've, I've never thought, like, sport work is watered down, you know? Right. Like, if he's going to do sport work, he better to be able to do it on the street. Right. You know? Do you ever, like, compare to, like, uh, like, do you look at fighting or into dogs or you just, you know, it's completely different stuff? Like, because obviously... Cause you know you, there's like fighters that you know, and I think we talked about this, huh? Street fighters. You know, there's like street fighters. Yeah, obviously no, but I'm okay. saying like there's like a like fighters that are, are really good in like you know, say, in the ring and sparring or whatever, and then they get to a, a fight and then they don't really perform, or vice versa. There's some fighters that are not very good at sparring, and then they get to big fights and they just you know it's like a different a different fighter. This is you know, uh, and you know even with dogs. I feel like there's some dogs that really shine in like sport work, but then won't perform in the real world and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, do you ever like compare, you know, stuff like that? Honestly, no, man. Like, honestly, like, like I'm just, I'm really shallow with like being in the dog realm, you know? Cause like, you start getting deep, bro. Like you, like there's so much hate, so much drama, like so much this and that, like people pointing this finger, that finger. I just like, I just like to trash super light, you know? So that's why you hang with Chris, our guy Chris, yeah, bro. Man. Chris is like stays in his lane. He don't say, bro. He's just that's the way it should be, though. Like, hundred percent, Chris. What I mean? Yeah, that, that's what, bro. I got. That's why I love that guy, man. He's like a, a man of a few words, and he just you know gets it done. Um, so that's that's why I like Chris. But and, and you, you, it looks like you guys are very similar in that sense. Yeah, man. Like Chris, Chris is like I consider him my mentor. Like he's pretty much the dude that like showed me everything I know about dog stuff. You know, him and your son, like yeah, like we've been we've been training dogs like. Chris finally took me seriously, like, man, maybe, like, five years ago. I've known him, like, eight years. So yeah. I was like, like, bro, like, let's train. Like, like teach me how to train. Like, teach me this. Teach me that. He's like, he's like man, like, nah. He's like, you know, it's just fresh. <laughs> yeah. You're not serious. <laughs> like, he, was like, he was like, all right, if you're serious, come come to my house. Six in the morning. And I was like, all right. Show up at six in the morning. Showed up. Kept showing up. Six, six in, the in the morning. Kept showing up. Six Chris. in the morning. I'd wake up at five just to go. You really made this dude show up at six in the morning? <laughs> I know you was regretting that. I know it. Yeah, he was. He, because, like, there'd be days where he'd be like, he'd be just barely waking up. He'd be like, oh, he's not going to show up. I'm going to go back to bed. And I'm knocking on his door like, what's like, good, go. bro? Like, let's, let's get go. this. Yeah, so, uh, so you, because you had your, your female, and then you you had Brett. You you know, she had a, uh, some pups, and you kept one, right? Is yeah. that the one you kept? Yeah, that was recent. And then you got and then you got Flair, so those are your two. Those are my two right now. Yeah. two right now. Got yeah. it. So you don't know what what path you're gonna take with him. I mean, I, I wanted I want to do some street league with Flair. That's man. what I'm talking about. But you know, we we gotta get on it, man. Yeah, man, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to like I was thinking 
honestly, like, I'm not really like too in depth with like with other sports, you know. Yeah. The other only one like I really like liked would be like French ring, but I don't feel like I have like the time and dedication to do that. Right. With, with like my training schedule, like being in fight camp, I feel like I can like get away with it with street league because like it's already similar to things that I like to do with him anyway. You know, like like the car scene, like. Uh, I was I was uh, watching the videos on it, like uh, the like the the back snatching. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're gonna have to work on that, and then like doing the the figure eight healing, getting yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah. Like, so you know, I feel like that'll be a that'll be a fun one for us to do. You know, because I want to cool. do something with him. You know, like I, he's he's an excellent dog. Like he's really like he's just like my dream dog. Yeah. Really. Like, well, I know you put in the work, bro. Because um, I remember that puppy you that when I first met you, you had that puppy, and I was like, oh, he's probably just in it, like you know, Instagram stuff. And then he brought him out, and he's doing some obedience. I'm like. All right, bro. I was like, <laughs> homie's taking it serious. I was like, yeah, was he like, looks good. Yeah, I was like, he's he, solid. I mean, the truth is, bro. Like, you you know how it is, man. It's like it's like fighting. You put in the the work, you put in the reps. Eventually, you're gonna end up you with know, results. Yeah, with the results. Yeah. And that's just you know. So, man, I'm looking forward to seeing what you what yeah, you do man. with that boy. I'm trying to do something, man. Like, I always I always give Chris shit because like every time he's like, oh, all right, like do something with him. Like, show me your routine. Like, show me something. I'm like, I get so nervous, dude. Like, it's so <laughs> I'm like, what do you think it's like with Oscar? He's like, all right, show no. me what you got. What you worked on? And I'm telling the same thing. thing. He's like, man, I'm the same way with Oscar. I'm like, I'm like, all right, good. Like, this is not yeah, just bro. me. <laughs> I'm like, Chris, bro, you. I can see. I know you. You're good at this. He's like, I know, bro, but I just, <laughs> I just shut down sometimes. And it's crazy, man. That that's how it is. But I get like that too with other people. You know that when I bring somebody in, they're having me handle a dog or something. I, that's how I get. So I guess that's just normal. You just want to do good. Yeah. You want your exactly. dog to do well, and you want to do well in front of people you respect. Yeah. And it can be nerve wracking. So I, I get it. So, so my my question is, why the pit bull? Man, dude. Like, well, I I would have to say I would go back to my dog Max. You know. Okay. It was the first, like, any, like, pit bull, anything I've ever, like, had an encounter with. And he was a great dog, you know? Like, I literally, like, would, like, I, you know, like, now thinking about it, like, you're not supposed to do this, but I'll ride that dog. I'll get on his back and he'll just, like, let me ride him. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was, like, such a good dog with me, you know? Like, as a, like, a badass little kid, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I always, like, respected and admired the breed. And then, um, you know, like, honestly, like, in, even getting in depth with it, like, you know, me being a fighter or a warrior, like, I love the history of that, you know, like, mm -hmm. what they've done, like, like, there's no dog like them, you know, like, right, like, like, just gameness, like, as a whole, you know, like, just like, what, what, what breed is more game than a pit bull? None, you know, like, there's no comparison. So I've always admired that, like, as a, as a warrior and, and, and a spirit. Sure. That, that not giving up type spirit. Yeah. yeah. Indelible will. Just yeah. determination to succeed at what they do, so. Yeah, man. I, I mean, it. pit bulls. Yeah, they get it. That's what that's what they are. And growing up, man, honestly, like, that's all we seen, bro. Like, I, I mean, that's all I seen. Like in the hood, it was like everybody had a pit bull or a you know something pit bull. Yeah. And uh, and it sucks because you know a lot of the like people aren't educated in owning dogs, and that and they get a like you know these dogs are wired yep. a little differently, and they get into situations where you know they. <laughs> they uh, they go whoop a golden retriever's ass, but uh, and you know they get a bad rap, man. But I mean, the truth is that yeah, it's true. Like if you see a pit bull, you don't see many dogs that have that type of uh, gameness and you know not giving up in them. Yeah. So yeah, like even like with Flair, you know, like I would like he's like he's literally like my first like like game bred American pit bull terrier. Like I've had bullies, I've had dogos. Didn't go the Malinois route. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Couldn't do it. I always wanted a, a German Shepherd. Couldn't do it. Like didn't pull the trigger. But like yeah. he's dude, he's been like the best dog I've ever had. Like really? I thought my bully was a, like a really good dog. He's like leaps and bounds better. Really. So what are you doing with him right now? Like what what are you working on? Or honestly, just shoot. I was gone for my fight week, so I'm just trying to clean him up right now. You Got know? it. 
So you're just doing a lot of obedience type yeah, stuff a lot and all of obedience. that? Yeah, just, just having fun with him, you know? Like, I just love what I could do with him, you know? Like, because I always see Chris doing all this stuff. So yeah. I'm just like, you know, just trying to, like, just work on little things I would see Chris do. And I'm just like, man, like, that's just dope, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I could finally, like, get him to do this. Like, one thing i always seen that Chris would do, like, he'll, like... Um, like he'll like like furt, like furt the ball, yeah, and like he'll make them like down like right away, like just stop a mid in the tracks. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's so dope. You know? so <laughs> I was like, I'm able to like I taught him that. Like he like he told me like, he was like, yeah, do this now. Like I find like I got him to do it. So like that's I cool. love that. You know, it's like little things like that. Like like me being around like Chris, you guys, you know, like seeing like what you guys do with your dogs, like it motivates me to want to like do better with my dog. Yeah. So that's oh, you're gonna get there, bro. Yeah, I already yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I already know, bro. You're gonna get there, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be good. All right, bro. So tell us, tell us a little bit. Like, tell us a story of like you know maybe something that you since you've been in the dog game for a little bit now, something that you, maybe you regret or like you know or or some or like uh. Cause I know you, you've had a couple dogs and I know some of them didn't work out. Can you tell us a little bit of why didn't, they didn't work out? Man, um, a biggest regret, I wouldn't even say it's a regret, you know, it's all a lesson, but man, uh, the dogo I got, that motherfucker I remember that work out. <laughs> <laughs> man, world-class canines, bro. <laughs> so I go out there, um, I fought, I fought in Atlanta and I went out to go, to go meet the guy, see the dog. And, um, you know, he sells, like, he's like, show me the dog is working on, on the uh, little flirt pond or a little rag, you know, looking good. I was like, all yeah. right. Like, you know, I FaceTime Chris. He's like, oh, he looks good. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, fuck it. Like, I'll buy it. $4,500, yeah. you know, whatever. Get him shipped out. Like, a couple weeks later, gets delivered. Chris is telling me, like, bro, this dog is a nervous wreck. He gets out of <laughs> yeah. the fucking van, just, like, tail tucked, running around, like, not knowing shit. Right. Like, so, wait up, wait up. Did, did, uh where where he was at you went to visit him over there yeah how was it over there was it like was the dog like in a kennel the whole time or was he or because man like if you went to like a ranch compared to like the city that could be a big shock on a dog but obviously genetics you know genetics are genetics but yeah so it was it was it was a ranch like ranch style i didn't see where he was like he had like a own like his own separate room where he brought the dog out from so got it. it was possible kennel. got it got it but um yeah, dude. Like now, the, this company is—is uh, is it a company, world class canine, or is it just a breeder? They're breeders. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, they're dogo breeders. Um, yeah, you know, he had a nice dogo. I think it's one of his nicest dogos was called a uh, name Achilles. Like, got it. You know, I've seen him online, like seen videos, but now it's just I was like, yeah, bro, like, <laughs> it's like fuck videos. Like, you know, I need to see that shit in person. So, so, uh, so you get the dog, and Chris is just like, nah, bro, this ain't it. Yeah, man. He was like, he's like. He was like, bro, he was like, I send this motherfucker back. He was like, oh, if I was you, I send this dog back. I was like, whatever. And then like, he's like, you know what? Like, he was like, just try it out. Like, see, like, see how he does yeah. a couple months. Like, yeah, a couple weeks, like a couple months, like he might come out, you know? So I was like, we'll see. But he knew better. He was just like, I was yeah. just so hyped on the dog. So he knew, feel you know? better. Yeah. yeah. You know? But, but I, I, just for the, for the listeners out there, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, especially once you get involved in like the dog, like the dog game and all that, like when you when you're looking for a dog you want like something like you want to do, either work it or you want to do something and or you want a dog for protection work for example and if the dog don't have it i mean you know it's not that it's not it. it's not it's not that you don't love dogs or like you know you didn't care for the dog you just wanted him for a purpose and he wasn't going to serve that purpose and that's why it was like you know you weren't really into him i guess yeah. so how long did you have him man um shoot like i think like 8 months Oh, you you try to stick with him there for a little bit, bro. I tried. Like he he would come out like he would be good. He'd bite like, but I would take him like like I did with my other dog. Like I'd take him to the gym. I'd take him in the stores. Every time he seen a sliding door, he'd freak out. Like 
can't even like I have to like pull him through certain like like obstacles like like man like exposure was bad like yeah. his nerves was bad like I have him around my kids like they like drop a toy and like he like get up and freak out and I just did I was just so uneasy with him around my kids like that, you know? yeah and I was yeah. like I don't like that you know and then like but my bully like same thing could be in the same spot same position laying down drop a toy whatever and she's fine just relax got it you know so that's when I knew like he's not a good dog yeah. You know? But like I guess like it took having a bad dog to really understand what a bad dog was. So like, right. I, just, I just look at it as like an experience. Yeah, and, and a lot of people get into this, and you know, and actually, there's a lot of uh, trainers who probably wouldn't even they'll work that dog for a little bit and be like, hey, if you want to stick around, you're gonna have to get this this other dog, one from one that I bred. <laughs> be like you know, so you can work, you can work it here or whatever. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it sucks because especially because. A lot of these people, man, they love they love the dog for just like a dog, like a pet or whatever. And they get a dog for, as a pet. And then they come out and then they see all these dogs working and they're like, well, I want my dog to do that. that and they funny. don't and they don't and they don't realize that, you know, like the dogs that I, if I'm going to get a dog, I'm going to like try to select that dog for what if I'm especially if it's going to be for for working, you know. Um, and obviously, I mean, you weren't, you didn't know too much at that time. So you obviously didn't see certain things like, bro, I, I could have told you that. Hey, <laughs> look, he looked, he looked amazing when like, when I went to go see him, I bet you he good. wouldn't look amazing today. If you went back and saw him and you saw that same picture, cause I'm sure you would do like different tests or yeah, you bro, would yeah. see different things. Yeah. Honestly, I don't see like if you're guys, if you're going to go out there and get a pup, Make sure you get him out of the place where he is comfortable, where he is known, mm -hmm. so you could actually see how this dog is going to rec recover from stress. Yep, yep. A lot of people, you know, they'll go see puppies and then they'll, oh, yeah, this, you know, these dogs look good. Yeah, they're in their own home with their own, like, people they're used to seeing. But why don't you, like, get each one of those away from the pack and see how he acts? And then you're going to see a little bit more of, like, what you can have in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... And that's why, like, that's what I learned too. Like, go look for confidence. Like, as long as like that's it. the genetics are there, the drive's there, and the parents, you know, it's, it, you know, it could get passed down. But that confidence is confidence key, you know? is. You cannot like I'll, it's, some people go, oh, this this uh, he picked me because the dog was like hiding because <laughs> the dog was like hiding hiding behind him, and it's like, nah, that dog was scared. It went behind you because it was scared, but it didn't pick you. And then they get attached to him because they obviously the dog picked them. And then they're, you know, they're calling us later because the dog is afraid of his own shadow. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, but yeah, people just got to, you know, uh, those but, but they don't know. Are, people don't know, yeah. man. And that's why, so, you know, there's some, there's some dog people who are like that, too. <laughs> New, newer ones. <laughs> I mean, there are, you know, there are, there are handlers who that maybe they get their own dog turns on them and they just don't want to. Yeah. They can't get rid of them, you know. Yeah. And I get it. They love the dog, but. You gotta Damn. go. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the and, so, and you know what, man? I really I have a lot of respect for people that like, man. I recently I had I had a, a guy, and uh, he had a Doberman female. Put a ton of work into her. Did a lot of training. The dog was doing everything, but then the dog would have like these episodes where she would just like flip a switch and go after somebody, like barking at him. And he had his kids. I think it growled at his kid. And I was like, hey, man, like, I don't care how much training you do, this dog's genetics are just not there for what you want but this dog was perfect because he had sent her to like some lady for boarding while he was moving down to california and the dog really looked good out there she never saw these issues that he would see over here so you know that dog was perfect i think it ended up going back to this lady um and but i gotta give him props because i'm like hey bro like 
you can't say that you didn't try. Like you did yeah. everything. And, you know, and as trainers, sometimes we got to be like, hey, we got to be real with people like, hey, uh, we could probably help you, you know, manage the dog better and stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to switch. I'm not going to change this dog's genetic and turn him into something that he just can't be. And uh, so and I think more trainers need to be a little bit more open about that. Yeah, man, I, I definitely have to learn that lesson the hard way myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, just like trial and error with dogs, you That's know, it. Just, and it's just man, like to spend so much money on dogs, uh, it just didn't work <laughs> out. You know, it's just been crazy. Yeah, people don't realize, it's man. It's definitely how much... a labor of love because you ain't gonna get that money back. Exactly, <laughs> with just, that dog. just giving them a co- to a good home, you know. Just, yeah, just money down the drain. So, how is he right now? Do you have you heard of him? No, dude. So I ended up, man. That's a crazy story with this dog, dude. So I ended up giving him to um, my kid's mom's parents, right? Mm-hmm. So dad loved him, was like taking care of him, and then next thing you know, like. He's in the pound. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what happened? You know, like, didn't hear anything. Like, um, my kid's mom ended up finding out because one of her coworkers wanted him. And um, she was like, you guys sent him to the pound? We were like, no. Like, what happened? Like, so I guess, um, I don't know if, if if his wife sent him to the pound or whatever. I don't remember the story. Yeah. I was like, ended up in the pound. But he got adopted really quickly. So I was, cool. that was good. And, you That's know, good. he's in a get home. Like, he's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's doing good. I haven't kept up with him, but I'm pretty sure he's doing good. But I usually try to like you know rehome my dogs with people that I know, you know. So I knew that that they wanted the dog. Yeah, you did what you had to do to give him a good home, but then he ended up in the pound somehow. Yeah, that was out of my out of my control. Dang man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Hats off to you for sticking with it and then (laughs) trying to do what's best for the dog. A lot of the times that's hard. Trying, I mean. I'm dealing with the issue right now with my dog, but I know not because of me though, <laughs> but I know he would do better elsewhere because I'm not putting in the time with him. Cause I got other dogs that I'm putting time into. Um, but you know, if I can get my wife to finally, <laughs> like, it's fine. Cause I know he would do better with someone. He'd make a great pet for somebody who would love him and spend time with him. And that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. To, Put your foot down. It's hard, for, it's hard for, I'm trying, we're trying to find somebody that he is said, close. Hey, enough. we're, we're going to place this dog. He's going to have a good life. <laughs> like get for, no, that, that's, that's what I'm hoping I can say to him. He's married now, bro. He's, yep. different, bro. he's keeping that she, dog. She's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> but man, you know, we'll see. We'll yeah, see, but that, that's hard. Like so for some people, that that dog is just gonna do better with somebody else. Yeah, man, that's yeah. It, it. Sucks. I, I mean, I don't. I have. I don't know if I've talked about my first Malinois that I that I had a place. Huh. You never talked. Let me ask that. you why why Malinois? Um, because I got really into the the sport and the the. I mean, let's be honest. The truth is that the Malinois, it's bred for working and for a certain sport like Frenching. You know, is what I, what I wanted to do. There is. It's like you know years and years and years and years of breeding just for that purpose if you were going to get a dog for you know some whatever other purpose if you're going to get whatever dog was bred for that so i mean if you ask i mean i don't know bro i just think the i mean the i love the pit bull bro don't get me wrong (laughs) but you know i just feel like it is a lot harder to get a a pit bull or you know but i started with a corso you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, I mean, you and it. I did it and yeah. I did it with the course. So I, but I, it, I was always of the mentality, like I'm going to get them to the highest level. But then once you're in it, you're like, bro, like it's never, it's never going to happen, bro. Just like, I'm never, I'm never going to be, uh, you know, an MMA fighter and shit. I'll get my ass whooped. <laughs> uh, that's just, you know, that's just me. I don't care how much you train, bro. Like yeah. sometimes you can have people that train their whole life for it. Like you're, you're not built for it. Yeah. You're not built for it. 
And so, you know, I feel like the Malinois is built for it. But even with my first one, bro, I had him trained, man. He was, he was nice. And, um, he tried to bite my daughter, uh, one day and, and, uh, I ended up giving him back. I ended up selling him. I never got paid for him, but I ended up selling him to some dude and he ended up dropping him off at the pound. The dog ended up, you know, going back to the breeder and he bit the breeder, bro. Like, and the, and this dog was like, he just wasn't there from the, from the get go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. he, I remember he bit Larry the first day and it wasn't like a bite, like a puppy bite, bro. It was like really like bad intentions, <laughs> intentions. behind it. Sweet. And you see it in the dog though. Like you see it that, you know, and so, um, you know, I mean, but he, he was, you know, he was a good dog that's and I, that's what I thought I wanted in the beginning. I was like, "Yo, I want a dog that you can't touch. Like people can't get close to him. People can't." And then you have it. You're like, "Yo, I can't even handle this. Like I wasn't I wasn't built for that dog. You know, I was like, "Nah, that's too much for me. I don't need it. You, like, I can't." You know, like Chris. Chris loves those dogs. Yeah, bro. But then, but <laughs> yeah. then it's like, and I I tell Chris all the time, it's like, bro. You can't even take the dog out, bro. Like you can't even have him in pup. Like what is he gonna protect? Like you ain't got. You can't take him out. Like, it don't make no sense to me. Like, so you're telling me you, you know, you got something to protect you, but you can't take him out anywhere. Like, it don't make no sense. And I think he's, I think he got it now. Yeah, he got it now. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially once you like see the liabilities that come along with it, man. It's like, bro, it's, yeah. man, people, if only people knew some of the, some of the things that we, that we hear about, you know, do, that dogs do and that, you know, situations you can get into. Bro, it's dangerous, man. And you'll see me, man. Bro, obviously, when, when you get a, a bigger name, like, man, the last thing you want is a dog that's not, that's, uh, you know, a little bit uh, crazy, crazy in the yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you want stable. Yeah, exactly. Especially having kids, too. Like, I can't deal with crazy. Nah, bro. And, and think about it like this, bro. Think about a fighter that can't control his emotions. Exactly. Just walking he, like, they're going to fight at the bar, going to fight everybody. Yeah, like, and he, yeah. he can't, you know, he can't control himself. It's a waste of talent. That's yeah, why I don't bro. understand, like, why people will get dogs like our dogs. And and literally never correct them for any bad behaviors that happen until they're like a year, a year and a half. It's gonna kill my dog's driving. No, <laughs> no. It's not gonna kill. <laughs> Bro, I, would, I would hear it all the time, man. Oh, uh, you know, I'm not gonna teach him an out because you know I, I don't teach that till later because I don't want my dog to to be. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Like it's a dog. Like yeah. if you teach him how to bite, you could teach him how to out. Like yeah. it's not it's nothing. And if you're bro, if and if your dog's drive goes down because you teach him an out. He might not be the one for that for that work, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, bro. All right. So so uh, you know, we talked a little bit about dogs. Now going back into the the fighting, the fighting stuff, you know, because uh, obviously we all know you're gonna be a world champion one day. Uh Royal, you I know you got a couple questions for him, man. Yeah, so for me when I when I first got into it, I walked into a gym, you know, in my neighborhood. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, they put me in the in the ring and we're doing some wrestling. There's a little 135 pound kid. Back then, I probably weighed like 270. It was a lot smaller back then. Um, and I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, I was like, you sure? Like, you know, you want to pair it with me? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He took me down, and I could not get off my back. He just kept me on the ground. Bro, they wanted you. They yeah, wanted he was like, like, show this saw, big ass. You, show this big ass dude. What were 135 things of wrestling? He saw you as a target, bro. He was like, <laughs> man, I'm going to knock this dude out. What was it like for you? I'm probably might have been different for you, but did you did you find a gym? And then when you found that gym, what was it like? So um, I went to this gym called Adrenaline in San Bernardino. They had a fight team tryout. Okay. I went to the fight team tryout. It was horrible. It was, it was <laughs> a what? A what? what was fight that? team tryout. So Got like, it. they made us run like like four miles, do strength and conditioning, uh, spar, grapple, 
like do all this crazy shit like just to see like if you're gonna break you know and then and if you like you did good you excelled like they liked you like you made the team you you get um sponsored training so you train there for free oh dope so i did that went through all that got there got on the team you know i made it and uh First day, first day I go in, first day I spar, I get dropped to the body. Boom. I was like, oh, man. Really? Yeah, my mom was there, too. She was like, I can't watch you spar. I was like, she was like I, I can't watch no more. <laughs> but, yeah, it was intense, man. Like, it, it got it got really deep. Like, a couple months into it, I had my first fight. I had, like, a little pancreation fight. Um, I fought my boy, Jacob Rosales. We cool now. <laughs> um, I, you know, I go out there. All I had was striking, you know, I go out there, throw a big head kick, catch him, wobble him. I was like, oh, shoot. And then, like, you know, we like, got all excited and shit. Yeah. And then he takes me down. Boom. Takes me down. I had no grappling. I didn't know what to do. And he's just like punching me. Like, it was pancreation. So, like, you can't. Just the throw, body. Yeah. Just yeah. bodies. Like, just body. You couldn't go to the head. So I was like, all right, whatever. I ended up getting, like, losing, like, by TKO. But, like, I just, like, as soon as I did that, I was like, I love this. I was like, yeah. this was awesome. It was a great feeling. Like, it was crazy, you know? Just the, just the being in the ring and fighting somebody. Yeah, it was it was so surreal. Like, I just loved that energy, you know? Like, being in front of the crowd, like, mm-hmm. it was it was amazing. Like, you know, even though I lost, I didn't get my result. But, like, it, like, made me, like, hungrier for more, you know? Fast forward, had my first amateur fight. Uh, I think I, I don't know if I... TKO'd him in the second or if I won by decision, but I had my first amateur fight, one. Had a Muay Thai fight, one. And I just, I just started winning, you know. I was like, all right, I can do this. Yeah. Right. So it was, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. It was a crazy experience. Like, damn, looking back, bro, that was like 10 years ago, man. That yeah, was it goes a long by time fast, ago. huh? Yeah, dude, making me feel old. Yeah, bro, you're still young, bro. You're still young. It's like, uh, but usually like, uh, well, I mean, I guess not, probably not with MMA, but I mean, I remember like in boxing, bro, the kids would be starting at like yeah, in boxing five based. years, five, six years old. They were already out there. Yeah, bro. That's, it's wild, dude. But that's because like, honestly, like boxing is such a, it's a, it's a limited art. You know, you just got to work on like one aspect, your boxing, your hands, you know? So you have to like perfect that craft even more because it's been around yeah. so long. There's so much more got to it. do so much. You know, so much more goes into just focusing on one thing. You have to be like pretty much be a perfectionist at it to even break like becoming a professional, you know, break right. like being a name in boxing. Right. Yeah, a lot of boxers have anywhere from fifty to hundred amateur fights before, especially in Mexico. Right. Before they even get to the professional exactly. stage. Exactly. And, and and the career is so the window uh, the career window is so short because there's only one target the entire fight for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And not only that, but they're probably getting more beat up in sparring as far as the head is concerned than they are in the actual ring. Got it. So they have to spend all that time very young in their career versus in MMA. A lot of people get started in their mid-20s, even in their late-20s, and they still have a phenomenal MMA career. Like if you're a dog, bro, you got some you got some squabbles. You can just go into the gym and learn for like from like some really good people. Like, Do you think it's about who you surround yourself with? Like, uh, Did you ever notice, like, okay, when I got with... This with, you know, we're not going to mention names, but like when you got with certain person, boom, that elevated you, you know, to another level or whatever. Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, it's all about that. You know, it's all about learning when to grow. Like some people get super hell bent on loyalty and like that's cool and all like, you know, it's it's good to be loyal to like to to certain people. But if they're not growing and helping you grow, you know, you got to just learn when to like depart from that. Because like even like with with my first situation, like like, you know, being with adrenaline, you know, it was cool, like. But, like, I really, like, I like I knew I outgrew the gym, like, long before, like, I actually, like, got to leave, you know. So, um, yeah, dude, it's all about who you surround yourself with. And it, it doesn't mean that um, that you're not, like, 
loyal. I'm sure you're always going to be thankful for what they did bring to the table, right? Yeah, um, always, yeah. But it's about, like, growth, you know? I got to keep growing, you know? I got to surround myself with the next level and the next level, you know? Like, yeah. like I don't think I'm going to cap off with my coaches now or, like, my training partners now, but, you know, if that ever does come, then I have to, like, achieve a new level, you know? It's, right. And, and as and – in, and in turn, like, if you're a good coach and if you really yep. want the best interest for me, yep. like, you, you know, you'll, like, let me fly, you know? I was 100%. just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it's, you know, like, it's, that's, and that's with anything in life, even with dog training, you know? A hundred percent. Like, like, me training with Chris, like, okay, I can learn so much from Chris, and then one day, what if I, like, learn so much that I'd have to come learn from you, you know? Like, yeah. he's not going to be upset about that, you know? Nah. Like, he's just going to have to, nah. like. Just, and, and, uh, and you have to, like, like, me, now that I'm, like, you know. It's so, so, I hate saying this, but I'm a little older now than like all the youngsters <laughs> coming in. But like, I can't, you can't, and you got to check yourself. I feel like, you know, cause I mean, we're human. And sometimes I think, je- I mean, jealousy is just natural. Like, you know, you're like, shit, like, why did he go over here or whatever? And you got to catch yourself and be like, yo, he's in his own race and you can't be upset about that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, I mean, I, 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 we totally see that in the dog game. Cause I know that I've had people that I was with and you know as soon as I started like learning I felt like they saw me as like a threat or like you know hey don't help him anymore he he knows what he's doing like don't Damn. go you know like that type of stuff and it sucks it sucks to say it cuz like you know some of these people you see them almost as like family yeah and then they start doing this stuff you're like yo I guess we're not like family and and you know and I always encourage even even all my team right now I'm like yo I need you guys to check me like if you see that I'm doing something I'm not supposed to uh, you know, like I got Larry, she'll be like, hey, maybe you should try this. And I'll be like, cool, this is what I need. I need you on my team. Um, or, you know, uh, but yeah, some people, you know, they don't, they're not open to that. Yeah, they, and that's, that's something that's like really detrimental in like MMA too. There's coaches that like don't like you cross training or going to other gyms. But they, but you can learn so much exactly. at another gym, bro. It's that's like what they're scared of. Yeah, bro. people don't, yeah, like people don't yeah. understand that. Like I recently had a falling out with my coach because I brought another coach in. You know, he let his ego get, get in the way of business and yeah. understand, like, dude, like, I've been with you for, like, eight years. Like, why would you even be upset about me having another coach? I asked you prior, like, if you were cool with it, you know? And he said it was cool, you know, but, you know, he just let it build up and boil over. And I'm like, man, like, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, like, for me, like, I still got to grow. You know, 100%. I'm not letting you stop my, like, anything I have to do. Like, there's even young fighters that train at the gym still. And, like, I tell him, like, hey, look, go cross-train. Like, do what you want. Like, if he gets upset, you know, let's let him be upset. Because, you know, it's your career at the end of the day. Like, you can't really worry about his emotions. You know, yeah. you got to do your own thing for what's best for yourself. And that's how it should always be, you know. Like, 100%. it should always be open. Like, because you have something to learn from it, whoever you go, like, work with. You know, like, you can learn a good lesson. You can learn a bad lesson. But you're going to learn something regardless. So, it should yeah. always be, like, one the best for everybody to grow. The best opportunity for everybody to grow. It's hard too as a coach because I've coached, I used to coach Olympic weightlifting and they would get to a point with some of my athletes where I didn't know what I could improve on with that athlete. I was like, what can I do to make this person excel? And I, and, and I would just, I would think and I would look at my programming and I'll look at the technique and to me it was fine. But then another eye would, t- would have a look at it and see something that I didn't see. And at that point I'm like, you know what, maybe you should go train with this person for a little bit and maybe 100%. that'll help you get better. Yeah, so what if, if I lose an athlete, but I'm the reason I'm coaching this person is so they get better. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as a coach, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to watch somebody excel with somebody else. But that also lets me know that, you know what, I have room to improve on, you know, for other things as well. So at the end of the day, both people should benefit from it. 
But if you're a coach who kind of thinks you're at the top already and you have nobody else to learn from, then you're just always going to be stuck there. Yeah. And, and you see that in dog training as well with, with, with dog trainers. So, and it sucks because you'll, you'll look back and you'll see like where that, where that person is. And they're probably like not very far from they, where they were at when you were. Yeah. And that's just because if you're the one that knows the most in the group, then you're just going to stay, you're going to get stuck. Yep. Yeah. So like for me, I'm like, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's funny because like, oh, well, I go do like seminars or workshops or whatever, but I still want to bring people in. Like we had Karina, uh, this this girl this past weekend, just a couple little things that I saw. I was like, oh, that's dope. Actually, one of the things that I that she that she brought that I wanted to talk to you about that maybe we could relate into the fighting scene is. um So one thing that she talked about was uh basics. Like she was like, like for the heel position, she was like, I spend weeks, maybe even months just proofing just the basic position. And then, uh, and it's funny because prior to that, I had listened to a podcast and the guy was like talking about um, how he saw, he was watching Kobe uh, practice and he was doing like pivots, like super basic stuff. But he was like practicing. He's like, why are you practicing that? And he was like, why do you think I'm still at the top? Like it's the basics that make you, do you see that, you know, going to how you train and stuff like that? Uh, 110%. My coach, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, he actually like made like I used to love throwing spinning crazy shit. He's like, nah, bro, you got to work on all your basics. So we've been doing basics for years. So now he's finally letting me go back to like my spinning shit again. But <laughs> dude, like it, it makes sense. Like it changes your game, you know, like even like just working on boxing. Basic boxing helps your footwork so you can keep your feet planted, set up for kicks, you know. You know, you learn how to kick, you 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 bring your leg down, you can drop, you have a good good strong punch. For uh, for you know, just just landing in a good boxer's position, you know, so it all everything ties together, you know, just basic takedown defense, you know, basic takedown offense, you know, just keeping a basic basic footwork, basics, especially in MMA because like, like it, it relates to dog training so much more because there's so many more aspects to learn, like like same thing you can work on, heel down stays, you know, like right. sins, you know, bite work grips, right, you know, so going back to the basics is always going to improve and always going to prove for your dog or or yourself. 100% because you might be I mean like I'm just thinking about dogs and how you know like uh say the heel position you might see a no the dog might say see a noise or something that he's never seen in that position and if you didn't as good as it's gonna be if you never did proofing then it could affect your dog in the heel position and it's like oh well the dog you know you'll hear it all the time bro at like oh the dog uh you know flipped me the bird and he didn't care about what it's like well you didn't spend enough time on the basics that's why your dog did that but if you would have just spent enough time on the basics instead of just moving forward then that would have never happened and i think i feel like it could be the same for a fight like you, you get knocked out because you didn't work on your basics you, you know you're trying to do all this other stuff easily yeah you you know like that being said like you know you say you do work on the basics but you don't proof like the what ifs of of what you do like you say like same same thing in the hill position you know you Dog hears a noise, gets a distraction, like he he just yep. jumps ship. You know, it's, it could be the same thing. You throw a jab, you're not ready for the fucking overhand left. You know, like mm-hmm. you just got to be ready for everything. You got to proof every, especially like if you're getting ready for a fight with a certain or a certain opponent. You know, like it gives it gives you even more of an opportunity to prove things that that your opponent can capitalize off of. So it's like it actually narrows it down a little bit easier. You know, versus like dog training, like there's so much more like like what ifs, ends, ends, or buts to do. Right. Yeah, and if you have a dog that, you know, has those, again, has those holes because you didn't have a solid foundation, bro, you see it all the time, goes out the window, yep. gone. The dog is like, 
running back to daddy because, you know, he never saw a picture of the decoy running at him or something, and he's running back to daddy or mama. But yeah, man, that's that, that's crazy. Real, you got any other? And you got any questions? Because um, I got a lot of questions, bro. But I don't want to just take over. <laughs> the show, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how many fights have you had in the UFC? How many fights did you have prior to the UFC? Dang. Um, I know you're 13 and five right now. If I'm not um, mistaken. Yeah, uh, I had eight fights in the UFC so far. Nice. Thank. How many more are you planning to have this year? Maybe one more. So two fights yeah. for the year. I know in 2021 you only had one fight. Three, isn't it? It's going to be three. Yeah. This no, year. Oh, it'll be, this will be, yeah, it'll be it'll three. It'll be three, be sorry. Three, yeah. yeah, you only had one fight last year. What was there a reason for that? Or? Man, I don't even remember. <laughs> it just sucked, bro. <laughs> one fight sucks, dude. Yeah. And it's just like you're just waiting on the call, basically? Yeah, and then the year before that I only had one fight, I believe. I don't know, maybe, maybe you had two, two the year before. Yeah, that. the year before yeah. I had two. And the year before that, I had one. And you literally can't do anything else because yeah. you're, you're just contract. waiting. You're yeah. on you're in a contract waiting on the call, basically. Yeah, you know, but that's also like, that's kind of why like, I like get into other things, you know, because like I always like to like look at it as like a possible future, like like business venture, or, like something I'm passionate about, something I love. Dog like, trainer at Elevated Canada. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like I really could, like if I wanted to retire, like I could do that, you know, yeah. like, and I have yeah. no like problem with that. Like, sets, yeah. It's still something I like to do, like something I'd have fun with, like what I want to do it every day. Nah, but yeah. you know, I could I do it, you. you know, like I can make, I can make a living off of that, you know? So like, that's, that's why I like, you know, just venturing out and doing all these other things. Like even like, with the reptiles, like I could go like figure out how to breed reptiles again For and get sure. on. You know, like I like everything I'm passionate about, I can monetize. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's just about keeping the image, keeping the name. Like right now, I'm just like, you know, putting the putting the image out there, keeping the name relevant and yep. you know, just branding. Yeah, just branding, branding it. Yeah. Yeah. Tarantula MMA. Yeah. So why 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 specifically the tarantula? Um man, uh I had a fear of tarantulas at one point. I uh, got over it by buying a pet tarantula. <laughs> And, um, yeah, man, the rest was history. I ended up, like, getting a big collection of them. I had, like, 200-plus at one point. I was breeding You're them. You're breeding them, huh? 200? Yeah. yeah. I, I read Damn. somewhere, like, somebody's like, oh, I bought a tarantula off that dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It was wild. I was you, were, you were slinging tarantulas on Craigslist? Yep. No. <laughs> How much do they go for? Uh, it depends on the species, age, sex, whatever. Like, you can get, like, anywhere from, like, 20 to, like, $500 for, okay. for one. They, they come with a little, breeding contract, a like nah, paperwork. You whatever you want. <laughs> they don't come with paperwork. Puppy nah. contract. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah, no papers, nothing. <laughs> so, uh, how how did not being able to have, um, I guess items with you in the weigh-ins affect you? Because you used to bring your tarantula out with you at the weigh-ins. Um, I I did that one time, you know. Oh, okay. So that was like, like, it was just like that was just an opportunity. It was yeah. like one of those things, like. Branding, yeah, yeah exactly. Branding, branding. Yeah. yeah, like like nobody's ever done that. I'm literally like my nickname's the Tarantula. Yeah, that like, was dope. <laughs> you know, like exactly, it was dope. It yeah. was history made. Like I don't think any like any fighters ever weighed in with that, like live pet or anything like that in the UFC. You know, so yeah, I don't th- and I don't think too many people pay attention to like branding like that. Like, bro, that is huge. Like literally, yeah. like you know, you're pairing it to something else. Like any anybody, somebody thinks about tarantula and be like, oh, Jay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and uh, yeah, man, that's huge. And people don't pay it. I mean, if you see the biggest fighters or whatever, like their branding is on point, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's that's, that's dope. I, you ever gonna take Flair up there? Man, that would be dope. That would be that, that would be, be super dope. I would love until to. somebody gets snatched up on the walking. <laughs> walk nah, he's good, dude. He's like I'm like I'm on it with him. Like it's His funny. temperament's solid. Yeah, he's solid, bro. Like he has a great off switch. Like good with my kids. Like 
Like I always, I always have my eye on him, but like I really don't worry about him at all. Like uh, the what was it? Uh, Amazon like the Amazon guy dropped off a package the other day, and he's kind of like like timid at first. I was training him. I was outside training. Him. He was like. He's like, is he friendly? I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, can I record you petting him? He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, he's like, oh no, don't, don't jump on me. And then I like, I was like, snapped his leash, and I'm like, he was really fun, like fine. And, and then friendly. you're like, now can I record you, uh, me turning him, turning him on on you? <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> like, I, like I, I could have, I could have. Yeah. Like, nah, I love that video where he, I think that was your coach, coach, right? Yeah, yeah I love that video where he's what? snapping what at him. Oh, he's, so he's snapping at the coach at the back of at the back of his vehicle, and then. I don't know how, however many minutes later the coach just sitting there loving on him. Yeah, you know, it was literally like it's, like a couple minutes later. I was yeah. just I was like, "Hey, done, like chill, That's relax, it. chill out." And it was, it and was he was good. cool, but yeah. you could tell he was serious. Like he would have bit him. Oh yeah, he got close. Oh yeah, no doubt, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But like you know, the switch turned off like that, and that's that's cool, that's, man. And that, couldn't and ask for more than that. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. why I love like him, and like I've always I've always had that. Like like I usually get like a good um a good sense of of the on off switch from pit bulls. Yeah, you know like. I like guess like now I've seen a lot that like don't have that off switch and they're just like always on go. But like for the most part, majority of like they have the off switch. And I like that's why I always like admire the breed, you know. I think I think most dogs could have that, but some people they, they don't, don't they that. don't they don't want that. like they, they you know that. they they don't want that. It's yeah. like the, or they they set up the dog for a life of like you're just gonna be working. So the dog is you know whenever you see him he's he's always used to coming out and working. Yeah. So when you when you try to get him out and just relax then. He he doesn't know how because he's never been taught that skill. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like uh, maybe maybe that's one of the the main things. But like exposure, you know, because like yeah. I I from a puppy, like I took him everywhere. You know, I took him to the gym when I had to go get my hair cut. I would take him. Like when I had to go get my hair like twisted with my dreads twisted, I would take him. You know, and his carrier, like he flew on the plane with me. Like it was good. You know, so I've like exposed him to everything. So he has that off switch. But I do that with all my dogs. You know, like my like. It's funny because Chris always told me like like when it comes to, like pet stuff like I'm, I'm really good at that because like I take my dogs everywhere I expose right. them to a lot and I'm like able to like just leave them off leash they're good like we can go like I, like recall is pretty like like consistent like he's and he's like man like you're good at that and I was like oh sure what like, yeah. like, I better like, be good at that six a.m. at your house every day hey you know who has the best dogs dogs bro who they spend all day with them and they're always off leash who Every homeless, you oh, see yeah. all this yeah. dog, bro. Yeah, talk yeah. about a socialized dog. Dude. <laughs> no, I, I seen one, bro. This lady, she had a pit bull. This dog would follow her everywhere. I got close to uh, offer her some, you know, some money so she could buy some dog food because uh-huh. this dog went off on me, bro. But he went <laughs> off like just staying really, like it was crazy, but it was like natural. And I'm just like, yo, train my dog. <laughs> 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 she was like, no, I just she he follows me everywhere, and you know, I just feed him, give him water, and yeah. he's just with me. And I'm just like, man, like, but they get to spend all day with him. You know, most but, people don't do that. But then, like, you start to, like, get in depth and wonder, like, how much of that is, like, exposure in the dog? And, and like, how much of that is exposure and how much of that is just the dog, you know? Because, like, you know, we always talk about, like, oh, this dog has his bread for good temperament. His parents have this. His parents have that. But you, like, come on. Like, you really, like, a homeless person probably just got that from, like, some backyard yeah, or whatever. Sure. So. You know, but, like but I think it's a, it's also like, bro, the streets will teach you some stuff, man. And I think that dogs, you know, if, if they go into the street, they almost get hit. They're like, oh, shit, I exactly. probably shouldn't know, do that yeah. again. Or, you know, it's like real life experience or, you know, I, I don't know how, you know, I, I don't know how they train them, but I, or, you know, how they have how the dogs end up like that. But 
the person is literally the, all their source of water and food. So that'll make the dog want to be closer to them. And then, um, and I'm sure like, you know, life experiences of, you know, getting hit, almost hit by a car, like that type of stuff. And the yeah, dog but just like, stays close. Like you like get these like, like pet people, like the fur, fur parents and like their dog go through some shit like that. And he's going to be on medicine and being nervous for the rest of his life, you know? Like, but because they didn't teach him any life, like they, they never taught him how to deal with pressure. Like, you know, so I think that when, when a dog isn't taught to deal with pressure, like, for example, like we get people all the time. I don't want to create my dog. I don't want to, I don't want him to, I don't want him. I mean, he's never going to be created. And I'm like, okay. So you're literally putting your dog, like it's going to be worse when, if something happens to you and they got to take him somewhere and he's going to be created. Guess what? Now the dog's going to go through a little more just because you didn't want to do it at a young age when he could have done it with you and he could be good in a crate. Mm -hmm. But now you don't want to do it because you know, the dog isn't, they almost see like a crate as like, you're going to have them there 24 seven. It's like, no, it's just like a life skill. Your dog should know how to go into a crate and settle and be cool. And some people, you know, they're like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to do that to my, to my baby or my, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And they're, they're doing a disservice to the dog, man. And I think, uh, even I'm sure like you see it like, uh, with kids, if you teach them how to, you know, not deal with pressure, they're going to, you know, life is going to kick their ass when they get older. That's a fact. Yeah, I think the dogs definitely learn. I mean, the pictures are different on the streets than in the house with the fur mom. You know what I mean? But I, I see what you're saying. Like, the dogs don't come from this amazing pedigree with amazing temperaments. They're just a dog they probably found. Exactly. But I think just the dog growing up in a certain environment, in a certain way that the, that the homeless people are dealing with them on a daily basis. You know, these these homeless people are probably out there putting some pressure on these dogs when they mess up. Yeah, you know they'll correct I mean? them. For you know, sure. they'll let them know, like, hey, don't be doing and this. And the dogs are going to learn quick. Like, some of the best trained dogs I've ever seen were in the Philippines, bro. Just living on the street. Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah. In Mexico. No dog training, no prong collars, no e-collars. All these people are doing is whistling at them. Yep. <laughs> and they're coming, and it's... And the dog's doing all this. I'm like, dude, how? how? Yeah. You know, and they if, have no professional dog training. And if the dog you know does something, I mean? he's not supposed to they get that chancla thrown yeah. out. <laughs> Kapow. You know? So and I, it, I think a lot of it has to do with their environment. And So so let's, let, let's go back a little bit to uh, we're talking about pressure then. Um, obviously, there's a ton of pressure. And you said you felt like, you know, it was hard when you got into wrestling or whatever, and you enjoyed that pressure. You think that, uh, you know... What has made you what you are today? Uh, was there like, is there any circumstance where you like, like me, for, and I'm going to give you an example so then you could kind of relate to it. Uh, when I went to my first big competition, I didn't put enough reps in tracking. I failed. I drove to Arizona and I would have got like, I, I would have probably won that trial if I would have put in the actual time into tracking and I didn't and I failed. And then being there and seeing people up there with all their trophies and shit and me down here just watching, I was like, yo, this ain't going to happen again. Is there something that with you that something happened to you or something that you were like, yo, this is never, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through this again. Or, you know, some type of, you know, where you got some pressure and it changed you a little bit, man. Uh, shoot. I've, I've been through that a few times. Um, man, like even like when I first started training, I sparred with this kid. He was freaking monster. Like he beat my ass, man. That was the first time I've ever been broken. And the last time I've ever been broken. Like I literally like, went to the edge of the fucking mat and I just sat down. I was like, just fighting back tears. I was like, fuck, he just woke me. Like I felt helpless, you yeah. know, like it was, and it was a horrible feeling, you know, but like ever since that moment on, like I haven't ever let anybody break me. Like not even a fight. Like, like we've like, I've been like hit, I've been hurt. I've been rocked. I've been like, I'm not like, you're not going to break me, you know? So 
that's one of that's like one of the most like memorable instances I've had, you know, like as far as like an MMA career. And then um, most recently was my last loss, and that was like I think almost four years ago now, because I fought injured. Um, you know, like you know, it was just it was just a shitty situation. Yeah. You know, like my mom, like I, my mom, kind of like made me feel like she needed some money, so I was like, I was like. Okay, I'll do it. But like, she ended up telling me how she's like, you didn't have to fight. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't need. Oh, like you, like, like you, like you knew you shouldn't have taken that fight. Yeah, because I, I was, I had a torn meniscus. Oh shit! Yeah, so I was like, I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna fight. Like, I still feel like I was gonna beat the guy. Like, I felt, yeah, bro. Like, if we fought like like nine more times, I'd beat him every time. You know, right. like that's how that's how I felt. You know, so I went in there with the confidence, but like I, was, I trained so hard. You know, I trained, I put in a lot of work, and then like just the last like three weeks, I really couldn't work that hard because my knee was like compromised. <laughs> So that was like a big turning point. But, ment- but mentally, you were there. You think? Yeah, mentally, I was there. But I was just like, man, like, I was just like, your body just didn't. Yeah, body didn't respond. Like I was just like, he take me down. Like I tried like stop him from turning the corner. Like knee would buckle a little bit. I was like, fuck, like can't do it. So that that uh, that was a big turning point, you know, because I just got in the UFC. It was like my third fight in the UFC. I lost my first one. I won my second one. I was like, man, I just lost this one. And how do how do you feel after that loss? Like, I mean, like, is there like a something that we don't see like after that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, is there or, or you were just like, man, like I'm just gonna come back? Or was it like, yeah. or were you down for a little bit? And I was, you were like, I was down, bro. I was down. I had to. I got knee surgery. That was the longest time I ever went without fighting. I went like 11 months until my next fight. And that's since my since I started my career, I haven't gone that long. You know. So that was like that was the first time and it was intense for me. I was like, fuck. Like I was like, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna fight again. But it's cause like I wanted to fight so badly. I was like, I wanted to get back to it. I wanted to get better. I wanted to grow. And I was just sitting there soaking in those emotions for that long, like doing physical therapy, like doing rehab on my knee, getting back right. Like it put me through like a big, like, like a like a just a like a Depression. mentally like, yeah, man. Like I just hit rock bottom just like had a mentally, low point. man. Yeah, yeah, I was like a low point. And at the same time, like it built me up so much stronger. Like I like my mind just started like just getting like stronger and developing. And I was like, you know what? I got to give what, this. What helped you uh, get out of that, man? Cause I think a lot of people, I mean, a, a lot of people struggle with that, man. And, Dude, and you know, honestly, like it was like, it was just more like the drive to want to do it. Like I just wanted to do it. Like I was like, I wanted to do it so badly. I didn't want to do it anymore. And like, it was, I like, guess as weird as that sounds, like that's like, that's what like motivated me. I was like, I want to get back. I want to be better. I want to do this. I want to do that. And you know, like, and also like, I always attested to like my coaches, like they, they, man, they like were in my ear. Like they were super supportive. My family was super supportive. You know, like I just really like got like reignited again and I had my daughter too. So, you know, I, yeah, that'll, I, that'll change you a little bit. Yeah, man. So that was like, I was like, I got two kids, you know, I got to feed them like time is of the essence. Like, I don't want to do this until I'm like, in my forties, you know, I want to be done like early on. So I got to make my legacy now, make my name, keep branding, keep, you know, marketing and, you know, chase that goal now, you know, as time is at the essence. I don't want to be old and fucking not be able to like talk to my kids and read them a bedtime story because like I'm a fucking punch drunk, you know, like right. I was just like, it's gotta, let's get better and be better, you know, like, and I was like, I have this opportunity. I cannot waste it. You know, I do not want to waste this opportunity. I've seen too many people, too many close people I've known, like, has the opportunity given to them and taken away. I was like, I'm not going to be that person. Like, I refuse. You know, I just learned from a lot of other people's lessons. And it just it literally just lit a fire under my eyes. I haven't lost a fight since. I've finished every fight since then. You know, right. I'm, I'm going to keep that going. Like, I've just... But I've, the work, the uh, did the... I mean, but was the work, work ethic, ethic the same? got changed. Got everything it. got changed, man. Like, that last fight, like, that last fight I lost, it put me on a new level because that was the most running I ever did in my life. Even on that fucked up knee, I was running, like... 
like miles, like like five, six, seven, eight miles. I was like, I've never done that before. You know, I was like training hard, like still still trying to like just figure out my way around all this injury shit. And I was like, you were on that Goggins shit. Yeah, man. I was really, <laughs> really like I was on a new level, dude. And I was listening to a lot of Nipsey Hussle. You know, Nipsey Hussle like recently passed away. You yeah. know, and then dude, like and then like I walked out to a Nipsey Hussle song, still lost a fight, bro. That shit fucking hurt me so bad, yeah. man. And I was like, mm-hmm. like still to this day, like that shit haunts me. I was like, fuck, man. I really like. You know, like yeah, like, bro, I love like, music, so like yeah. that, like that no, one. I, that bro, really you know, you know what? I mean, it's funny you mentioned that, man, because I was listening to a bunch of Nipsey when when that whole thing, and like I listen to it now, and I think about my where I was at uh, when when we were listening to those. And bro, I think it's hard to understand it if you didn't grow up. I, don't, I feel a certain way, yeah. and like you know, because I could relate to a lot of the stuff that he says, and uh, and so yeah, man. So I could definitely see how you were like, yo, I'm gonna, you know. I'm gonna win this thing, and then for not to not win, how it made you feel or whatever. Bro, it's so, like letting down one of your idols, you know. Hey, like, bro, when you get that that big, big, that big fight, bro, you yeah, gotta come man. out to Nipsey, bro, <laughs> redeem yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, man. now you're top fifteen, bro. I mean, I know it's crazy. That's nuts. It's wild. Hey, but another thing too, I've walked out to nothing but J Cole songs since. I know. Then. I heard. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you gotta keep that one. That's well, the, the training is going to be with Nipsey. Oh, yeah. Stuff, I was it? listening to Nipsey on the way here. Yeah, you know? that's yeah, cool, man. Sure. So, uh, like, uh, do you have, like, a, you know, obviously you say your your legacy and everything. Is there something that, you know, that you would like to achieve uh, outside of, like, you know, the the fighting stuff? Is what, Like, what, what is going to be, like, uh, you know, your title, legacy? I want a title a dog. I want a title a <laughs> Like, that's, like, like I've, I've always told Chris, I was like, hey, don't let me title a dog before you, bro. Like, you better go on your shit. Like, I was like, that's, like. You hear that, Chris? Chris, dog. And I'm always pushing Chris to get out there, bro. For some reason, he don't want to get out there, bro. Hey, Street League's coming to Los Angeles, Chris. You got to represent. Come on, Chris. Even though uh, Player P got a weird-looking head now, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Just playing, bro. He'll be good. Player P's P's hard. Hey, man, he put so much work into that, dog. I remember when he first got P, man. It was was sick. Yeah. Around the time I was... um, I was going to a thousand in the morning. Yeah. When yeah. He, like when we started him. like earlier, like, like maybe like a year, like about a year before he got pee or a few months before he got pee. That's when we like started all that whole thing. He's going to get out there, bro. And, we're, and he's going to be on the pat on the podcast pretty soon too. Yeah. I was, I was trying to get him to come. I was like, yeah. bro, you should come. He was like, oh man, I was like, busy. Yeah. I, I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We, we got to do it with both of us. Yeah. yeah that'd be dope, like, man. Yeah, be sick. We got Let's an extra do, mic. We could yeah. We, we could definitely do that. Well, man, Abe. Hey, we appreciate you coming out here, bro, and and hanging out with us, man. I know that you got a busy schedule. I know you're training a lot right now and everything. I'm chilling now, man. Shoot, my arms still on the recovery. For us to heal. Yeah, dude. So what do you, what do you do right now? Like on your like, do you still obviously you still got to stay in shape no, a little I'm, bit, right? I'm, I'm eating. I'm really eating good. Yeah, I'm eating good, bro. So you so uh, you want to like how long before you start like you know is it like fight camp like when you start? I I usually try to stay in shape, but you know I got this injury. I told myself I was going to take a, a break after this fight anyway. I was like, coach was like, you know, like, get this fight in, you know, go take a vacation. So I'm going to just chill out. Um, cool. I'll probably like get back in it, like, like training, like casually here and there, like maybe next week. Got it. And, um, you know, full force, maybe like the mid August. And you don't suffer burnout. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Cause like, honestly, and that's another reason why, like, I felt like, uh, you know, life, life sat me down uh, when I had this injury that first, the knee, the knee surgery, because, after every fight, I would be right back in the gym. I never took more than like a oh, week off. Literally, never took more than a week off unless like I was hurt. 
And and but what you hear is usually different. Like stay ready so you don't have to get dude, ready. And I was I was always ready. Like before I got to the UFC, dude, I was always in the gym. Like there's like I never took time off. And like I got to a point like like people tell you like you know you need to take your breaks, you need to take your rest, or your body will make you do it for you. One hundred percent. So I got to that point when my knee gave out finally. I was like shit. Like so now I really like I'll take time in between fights. Like, I'll take my rest. Like. You get know, to hang like, out with the kids. Uh, yeah, you know, like exactly. Like I'm spending all this time with my kids, you know, like making up for lost time being in camp, you know, back on my dogs, you know, training them and getting them, getting them sharp and, you know, just living life, like being normal, you know, like being a, a regular civilian, a human being, you yeah. know, not like hell bent on like training and trying to prepare to like enjoy beat it now, man. bro. I mean, as, <laughs> regular, as regular as you can be, right? As regular as I can Cause be. Because yeah. it ain't regular anymore. You walk out of here, so people are going to be like, hey, that's Jalen. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> it now, ask, bro. Asking for pictures. Enjoy it now. Because, uh, yeah, pretty soon you probably won't be. I mean, you, you look like the kind of do that. You know, you're always going to be hanging out and shit. But I mean, I'm sure it'll, it'll get a little difficult once, uh, yeah, man. Once you get to the, once you get that, you know, that championship belt and, it's gonna be wild, bro. It's gonna be wild. No, we're I know. I was like, it, man. "Hey, man, I, remember, he, remember he, where hey, you remember hey, the hey, first podcast? You won, won that last fight, and I was like, "Yeah, we need to get him in right now. <laughs> we're not gonna be able to get him in later." <laughs> remember, remember the first podcast? I don't know if this is the first podcast. Uh, I text you too. I think Elevated. I was like, "Hey, Jalen, bro." We got to get you in, bro. He's like, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's in. Hey, I was trying to get in before the I fight. Know, for real. We were, trying to, we were trying to get it. Yeah, get bro, it but if you lost, you know, and I'm just like, ah. Man, somebody had to go to Italy and mess it all up. I know. I'm, nah. all, hit him, I'm all hitting him up like, hey, bro, uh, how can I put, like, elevated on your trunk? He's like, nah, bro, we can't do that. I'm like, oh, man. Come on, bro. I would have been down, though. Yeah, down so. But uh, cool, man. Well, shoot. Hey, bro, when we gonna train, man? Dude, let's do it. Let's link. I know. I know. You're right always now. busy. I'm nah, man. Yeah, I tell don't him. See, hey, tell him, I don't Jaylen. see you at bite nights on Friday. Tell him, Jaylen. Jaylen. Bro, you, look, this is the reason why, man. Because I feel like Chris is growing, and I feel like he needs his space so that he could, you know, do his thing. And if I'm right there, I feel like I want to step pressure. in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. bro. And there's, and so I, I, I really, I love what he's doing, and I, I love how he's growing, and you know, he's For helping sure. people out. I went over there. Last time, and I saw some of the dogs work, and I'm like, "Bro, there's no reason for me to be over there. Step on, you know, that. get into his space." I respect that. But uh, but sh- come out, bro. Wednesdays or you know, whenever we train, we bro. train tomorrow. Or yeah, well, let's you know, do tomorrow. it. I'm Thursday? down. Wednesday, man. Y'all gotta stop being so far, bro. It <laughs> <laughs> was like an hour and a We're half. We're gonna be in Irwindale. That's still far. Listen, bro. Come on, bro. Once. Once you get your own gym and you get your big old warehouse in Fontucky, then we can go train over there. Bro. I bet. <laughs> cool. Hey, man, we appreciate you, bro. Uh, it was, this is a great time. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to doing it again with uh, with Chris here, too. For sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You got any? Hey, why don't we, you, uh, you know, tap us in, bro. Where, where, do, where can yeah, people, where can you know, find you? see all your stuff? You got any, you know, anything you... You're selling your tarantulas? <laughs> no, <Nah>, no tarantulas. <laughs> right now. Plug uh, whoever you got to plug, bro. Man, uh, my social media, the Tarantula MMA, um, Twitter, Jalen Turner, Facebook, Jalen Turner. You, know, you catch me there. Cool. cool, 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 uh, cool. You can hit me up on Instagram at Roel underscore G. Big Poppy. <laughs> you can hit me up at Oscar Mora Dogs and obviously check out at Elevated Canine Academy. Cool. And uh, yeah, remember, guys, elevate your mind, elevate your canine. Let's go. Let's get it. This that go and get it. With no hesitation. This that never quit. Start that elevation.